Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe Podcast Network, SoCal Sweat. My name is Ann McDaniels, a former NFL cheerleader and product manager turned actress and model who dreams of being a UFC fighter. Meow. Learning strategies to help motivate others leads me to bring you interviews each week from a range of athletes, experts in fitness and nutrition, and so much more. Thanks for listening to Believe, the number one podcast for working professionals, and let's push our endorphins to higher performance through SoCal Sweat. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Ann McDaniels, and thank you so much for joining me on the very first episode of SoCal Sweat. We are living in very uncertain times. People are worried about their jobs. They're anxious. They're stressed. They're struggling with sleep, relationships, and a lot of inner dialogue. A lot of times, I know I myself deal with stress by exercising. However, I have not been able to do that to my normal regimen because I got in a catastrophic injury in January and have been on you know crutches with two casts, surgeries, and I'm slowly recovering. So the fact that I could not turn to my usual fitness routine via pounding it out on the treadmill, boxing, doing HIIT workouts, what have you, I've had to really look inside myself and like, what are my other coping mechanisms? How can I deal with stress and anxiety? So my friend, Sharice Bangs, I turn to, she is an Ayurvedic yoga therapist. She's a dear friend of mine, and she focuses on living life through nature and spirituality. She will look at your dosha type. She'll analyze your eating. It is a cross of yoga and Ayurvedic therapy. She's just wonderful. And to give a little background on her, she actually is sort of born to, to do this. She hails from San Francisco, and she was born at home to two hippie yoga parents. They were traveling. They were a traveling band. They would go to yoga farms and perform. She started dancing at the age of three, and she's deepened her lifelong yoga practice to become an Ayurvedic yoga therapist. She also loves being a mom and cares deeply about the environment and mankind. She feels blessed to have such a wonderful family and friends. She's a very dear friend of mine, and I'm so excited to introduce to you Miss Sharice Bangs, Ayurvedic yoga therapist. Hello, Sharice. Hello, I'm so good. I'm so honored to be a part of your awesome podcast. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you, and happy Mother's Day. How were you adorned yesterday? Oh, my goodness. Well, I got to sleep in a little bit, which is always nice. (laughs) And um, the boys bought me my favorite drink in the morning, which is, of course, warm water with lemon. So I was very happy and I had little notes from Jacob and then they, they showered me with different things throughout the day. So that was really sweet. Oh, that's so great. But, but I, I can attest as a friend, her husband and son covered her all the time as they should. So that's wonderful. Therese, this background, this is so interesting that you were born and raised with this sort of mentality. How was that as a child? Oh my gosh. You know, looking back on it now, I'm just, I feel so blessed. And sometimes I actually start crying because I just feel like I'm so like, I, I didn't realize how lucky I was just to have that kind of upbringing with just so much love and support constantly. And, you know, there's so many people that don't have it. And I think as I was growing up, I, I even felt it a little bit then. And I, I, I felt the strong calling of wanting to work with people and help people and make them feel at peace. Absolutely. And coming into entertainment, so many people already have a lot of issues and insecurities. And when things get rough, I mean, I have worked with you several times on sets and on modeling jobs where it can be quite chaotic and other girls are just like scrambling around and you're always very calm. And that comes from your background. Yeah, I think the more you practice that, the better you are at it. And thankfully, I did have that upbringing, which gives me that huge 
part of it, that natural kind of tendency to want to go that way. But I think as, as we grow up, you have to always choose it for yourself. And I choose it every day. And sometimes it's a bit harder than others, but I'm always choosing it. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. And you really do when you help others on set. So what prompted you to become, I know I noticed that you, your training involved 500 hours of Ayurvedic and why that particular route and how does that help people? Well, yoga and Ayurveda are actually sister sciences. So they're meant to be done together. Um, Ayurveda is self-healing and yoga is self-realization. So together they help you. And Ayurveda has a whole um, way of, of eating, depending on your dosha type or your body type, your body mind type. And yoga, um, when you put them together, you can really create like a, an awesome routine for that person based on their diet and their um, activity. So the two of them together, training together, I feel like really gave me a strong foundation to really um, teach classes, but also to teach privates, which is what I love to specialize in because I can really cater to that person based off of my training. Absolutely. And with that dosha, is that, are you trained to figure that out, what someone's dosha would be? Yes, I am. So I can, um, when I do like a consultation, I usually like to have an Ayurvedic consultation with the person first so I can figure out what their dosha type, their mind-body type is. And that'll help me figure out, okay, what, what type of yoga would be best for them? Do they need to go to a, a, more of a vinyasa, which is a quicker pace, or do they need to go more of a slow, you know, calming the vata or the air, which a lot of people in Los Angeles need to calm down. <laughs> Yes. So it just kind of depends on your dosha type or what you're going through. Cause sometimes people have an imbalance that has nothing to do with their normal state. It's just that they've gotten to this heightened state that maybe they're even unaware of. So I help them get back to balance. Oh, that's excellent. And how would you know if you can kind of cater a diet to that? Are you able to consult on that? Oh yes. Yes. So that's one of the things we trained on the different diet types and different herbs. Um, and so it's really cool because even if I'm not seeing patients or, or people, clients, I like to use it for myself and for friends and family. So it's, it's really helpful. And you truly walk the walk, talk the walk, or walk the, walk the walk, talk the talk with your <laughs> vegan lifestyle. I mean, yes. tell us about that. And is it difficult with the quarantine and coronavirus? Are, we, we're losing a lot of these restaurants. How are you able to follow that regimen with a lot of you know, stri stricter guidelines, not availability in the stores? Yes. Well, you know, I am one of those people. My parents were very safety first growing up. So I, in our home, we always have a backup, you know, of kind of like the dry goods and things. So we were okay that way. Um, you know, we've just been going out once a week to get fresh, fresh fruits and vegetables. And we actually just subscribed to like a, a farm fresh type place. Um, but I love to cook and so does Adam. My husband is an amazing cook and I'm so lucky in that way. So we're actually having so much fun because we're preparing all different types of things and um, we're getting our son involved too, which is really cool. <laughs> and speaking of your wonderful son, you obviously teach yoga and, yeah. and do the Ayurvedic yoga therapy, but you have brought your son onto some yoga videos. How has that been? And I, I, I happen to know Jacob, her, her son, and <laughs> she teaches, I mean, Correct me if I'm wrong, but you will, you'll take him to school and pick him up when school was happening. And yes. <laughs> you talk about what you're thankful for every day. And you have groomed him just like you were, um, but probably a lot more sophisticated because you've had all this experience. And Jacob is also extremely centered as a child when other kids his age are 
running wild and <laughs> how has that been? And does he ever retaliate? And oh, of, course, of course, because he is eight and he is a child and, you know, they go back and forth, but I just, I'm so grateful that both Adam and I are on the same page and we're just, we're all about the most important thing is kindness. And so that's why we do do those affirmations in the morning and we take time to send out prayers and, you know, ohms to different people throughout the day. And, you know, I think it's just important that he has that as a part of him. One of the things I always say to him is we are a spiritual being having this human experience. And I think that really helps him with different things because there's different fears that come up. And I always say, but remember, you're a spiritual being having this human experience. And so he, then he goes, you're right, mommy, you're right. <laughs> so he feels better. So. And does he coach other kids in school? And I happen to know also that your son is a fantastic basketball player. So oh maybe God, yes. this wellness is helping him be a better player, be a better teammate. Well, yes. And that's what we talk about too, because there's issues or things that come up. Cause you know, when you're a child, you're learning different things and you have different people that you're interacting with. And we've always told them, no matter how somebody is acting or behaving, you need to choose the path of kindness. Um, and that comes up a lot, especially with sports, cause there can be, you know, competitive energy. And so we've actually, he's been doing a lot of research and re researching like, um, basketball players that have been, you know, ultra kind, like Steph Curry and just different people like that. So we can see the, the mindset, you know, like, or even the Mamba mentality and things like that, just like, just so he can see that when he's on the court, he can use that kind of energy and channel it, you know? Yes. That's so important. And with sports and that, I, how would you convince someone like me? I, I absolutely love UFC, boxing, fast, fast sports. And I always just, I hated yoga. I've got to admit it. I never <laughs> wanted to do it. And people are always like, then you need to do it. Well, I don't tell me what to do, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm also extremely ADHD and not very common centered. However, I, I use physical fitness, especially boxing for myself to be more, more centered. Uh, but as you know, into the listeners, I had a terrible catastrophic injury in January and I have not been able to work out the way I want to. Um, granted, I just bought a Peloton, so I'm finally kind of doing something, but yeah. my mindset has been crazy. And I'm like, okay, you cannot rely on your typical sources of releasing, of, you know, relieving stress. And my goodness, I realize the importance of what you do. And also huge athletes. I mean, I look at some of these Muay Thai fighters, they mm -hmm. do a whole ceremony of, of spirituality and, and worship and we're not worthy before they fight. And they're some of the best fighters in the world. So how would you convince someone like me who's extremely adamant against yoga, although I know it's wonderful, that it is a great thing? Well, I personally think that um, most sports or activities, there's there's movements of yoga in it already. And and a lot of people don't know this, but you know, yoga isn't just a physical thing. It's actually an eight-limb process. And so part of it that you know most people think is just yoga is the asana, which is the physical postures, but there's eight limbs, and that that final limb is it's all setting you up to sit for meditation. So I think that someone like you who loves to be super active and go for it and do, and I love that too. And so mm -hmm. I think it's nice to have that balance. And even for, for you, if you say you don't enjoy doing the postures as, as much, I mean, we could talk later, but I think I could probably set up like maybe a 10 or 20 minute routine for you where at least you're getting in some of the asana and ending with a nice little meditation, which is really important for someone that's so 
you know, competitive. Like I know you have that side of you too. <laughs> that Unfortunately, fire. but yeah. I, need, I need you. I definitely do. Yeah. So, you know, you could even have something where you're starting out just doing 10 minutes and then if you wanted to, eventually it could, it could get bigger, but just taking some of those things and having that be part of your daily practice. And I think one of the most important things that people don't realize is that you are what you do on a daily basis. So even if you're only going to take five minutes a day to do something, it's more, that's more important than saying maybe doing it once a week for an hour and a half. You know, just giving yourself, I mean, it is nice to have those longer times, of course, but giving yourself those, those, those things where you can build up and you, and you create like a discipline for yourself. Cause as you know, as an athlete, it takes discipline. And I think the same thing with yoga, it's something that you have to look at. Like it's a discipline. I mean, I really enjoy it, but it's all, it also is something that helps you overcome. It's like, you know, how is your, how is your mind doing? How is, how is your body doing? How can we connect deeper with the soul? How can we be a better person. I think that's really what yoga does for me and for hopefully for a lot of people. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that even having an injury, yoga is probably the best thing to start out with. Afterwards. Yeah. Absolutely. Are you already doing some of that now? Have they given you some exercises like that? Um, yeah, a little bit. I'm kind of pushing. I'm kind of pushing yeah. a little bit and I got to pull back. Full yeah, back. you just, do. <laughs> but just having a piece of exercise equipment. I mean, I've had I've done chair workouts. I mean, since I was in my, in my hospital bed, I was doing glute squeezes and cause my wow. dad's, my dad has several masters in um, exercise physiology That's and awesome. he's like, you just tighten. And my parents, like you, I was raised in a very act, just physical, you know, phys- very physically fit nutrition lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Mine was a little bit different. My parents were extreme diehard athletes and there was a lot of pressure. Um, so when I hear that you were like very loved, not that I wasn't loved, but there was you got to push, push, push. Um, so we, we could have found a happy medium between yours and in mine, you know, so (laughs) it's great. So yeah, it's, it's definitely helped just to keep the muscles going and toned. So, but anyway, so now you have the yoga and the Ayurvedic. So there are a lot of yoga instructors out there. How does the Ayurvedic level with all of your training make you different perhaps? Well, I think that, you know, my teacher, Moss Fadal, I want to give him a lot of props. He's, he's amazing. When I found this studio, Dancing Shiva, it's no longer, but he has, he's online now and he does programs online. But I felt so at home because he really just integrates yoga and Ayurveda so well. And it's such a spiritual experience, which is truly what yoga is. And for me, that just resonated so deeply. So what I do when I teach a class in Ayurveda Um, things are based on the seasons. So like right now it's spring, you know, it's spring in Los Angeles, which is different than spring, maybe in middle America, Mm -hmm. but spring in Los Angeles, you know, we're starting to um, see a shift in the weather, which we're sometimes getting a little summer heat. But so I would change the class a little bit based on that because when it's really hot, you don't want to push it too much, right? You want to make sure that you're able to um, still connect with the breath. And one thing that I do that's a little different, and I notice some teachers do it, some don't, but I definitely have different moments throughout my class where I add pranayama or breath work. Um, Cause I think that's so important, especially right now with, with everything that's going on. Like I always want to take care of the lungs, right? So we do sure. different types of breath work throughout class. And I always end with a short meditation. Cause I think it's so important to have that. That's the final step, you know, going like, leaving the body. So you want to, um, you want to get there. And so I always make sure that that's, that's at the end of my class. That's, that's excellent. And I think even it, it's an attribute to your singing and dancing and, and everything with performing because we get anxiety before we go on stage and things like that. And I've performed with you 
and you're, you never seem nervous where the rest of us are. That probably comes from your breathing techniques. Oh, definitely. I think pranayama is huge. I think that it can really, you know, slow down the heart rate. And a lot of people need that if they have anxiety or they're going through something. And I, and that's one of the big things that I do with people, depending on what they're going through, I'll prescribe a, a certain type of pranayama or breath work based on, you know, like a calming breath for somebody or something that's going to uh, speed things up. Someone that's kapha or has, um, wants to release a lot, either, either emotionally or just physically they're trying to shed. Um, we prescribe different types of breath based on that. So it's, it's just, it's really fascinating and I, I love it. And that alone, and I do a lot of box breathing, which a lot of Navy SEALs do, you know, yes. inhale for four, exhale for four, like a, you're creating a box. Yes. Something kind of similar to that. It is. Box breathing is awesome. I, I do that sometimes in class or I do like a bellows breath, which is just a deep uh, breathing where if you get you get your belly involved, you know, it's like very full. Um, I do a, um, a Kabbalah Bhati breath, which is like a skull cleanser. So it's like a deep inhale, but a really quick exhale. So it helps to kind of clear the mind, clear the brain. Um, and so it just gets up extra kapha, which can be like phlegm or, or you know, whatever. Like sure. it's one to do in the morning. <laughs> That's excellent. Now in your practice, when you have privates or you go to parks, how do you, how do you usually do that? And I would love to know how people can find you properly. And then also in the age of quarantine, are you seeing people at their homes or how, how are you conducting your business? You know, I'm not right now because of just everything that's going on, but I normally go to people's homes, which is awesome. And, and we actually, in our home, we have a yoga room. I was going to do, I was going to have, I was going to show you, but um, uh, the boys are out there right now. So I'm not going to go there, but yeah, so we have a yoga room. So I do privates there. And then sometimes I'll teach at a studio as well, depending on what's going on. But I love privates because I can really hone in and specialize with that person. And on a day-to-day -day basis, something's different. And so I would teach the class completely different or prescribe something a little different, you know, breath wise, or just even mantra wise, we use mantra. We, we sing sometimes we do different types of meditations. So it's fun. That's excellent. But a lot of things are changing with um, people being more germophobic, say. Yes. And you're sometimes on mats and you're, really, you're probably doing a lot of touching and maybe massaging certain areas of their body to yes. release things. How will, will you be, what kind of changes will you have to instill? I mean, you're always clean anyway. Oh, yeah, of course. So. Um, I think that once, once I'm able to, I'll probably be wearing a mask and, and gloves maybe when I'm working with some of my private clients. Um, and I, th I would definitely be open to doing like FaceTime sessions too. You know, we, I wouldn't be able to get as hands on, but I would definitely be open to that. Oh, that's excellent. And yeah. where can people usually find you? And I, I will link all the website and Instagram. Um, but you also have a lot of Instagram videos at Sharice Bangs, correct? Yes, actually, I've done a, I've done a, a couple lives on Instagram, but unfortunately, they don't save it. But I do. Um, uh, Iron Battalion CrossFit is where both Adam and I do CrossFit as well. Um, yeah. They've had me do some live classes, and it's still on their Facebook page, which is a public page. So I, had, I think I have like eight classes on there. So if, the, if you just look up my name, Cherie Spangs, on the Iron Battalion page, there's like eight full classes that people can check out. That's excellent. And Sharice, I don't mean to bring up um, a scary topic, but there are so many people out there claiming to be spiritual guides and yoga and wellness and instructors. And there's a lot of, you're actually trained. Is there a fear of other people being up there and maybe have a lot of followers, but they're kind of preaching a wrong message? How do you, how do you combat that? Maybe someone came in with a really bad experience and then yeah. you just I don't. 
I think it just depends on what, what resonates with people. I mean, I, I would never judge somebody else, but, um, you know, for me in terms of, if I'm going to take a class, I need to feel like it's going to be a complete class in terms of having all like most of the limbs in it, in terms of during the class and ending with a meditation. I know sometimes when I've taken classes in the past, if they don't end with a meditation, I might sit in the room for 10 minutes and do my own meditation at the end, just because I want to feel like if I'm going to take it, I want to get a complete you know, experience. <laughs> Have you done that? And has the instructor kind of been embarrassed? Um, I, would, I would be embarrassed. No, was- <laughs> no, because I think, I mean, you know, I've taken a bigger class before and there's actually been other people that have stayed um, afterwards to meditate as well. Okay. Um, but I have like opened my eyes after my meditation and then seen like, they're like ready to sweep. They're like waiting for me to get out, you know? <laughs> I just want to get my full experience. <laughs> sure. No, but it sends a strong message that this is what I'm used to. I would, I would yeah. expect this. That's great. Yeah. And a couple more questions. I just, I really, before we really plug to the listeners where they can find you and how they can hire you. Um, and do you work with people's rates um, as far as like, you know, cause a lot of people are losing their jobs and, and this is going to be an issue as well. Um, yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't had to at this point, but I mean, I'm always open to it. I mean, I'm a loving person. I want to work with people and I, you know, I do offer my time. Um, I volunteer for different things and projects that feel good as well. So, right. um, but yeah, anyone that contacts me, we can, we can communicate over email and, and figure it out. So. That's wonderful. So you would do a first, like a consultation to go over yeah. issues and pricing. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Wonderful. Yeah. Cause it, it would be considered a luxury, but you're also almost very necessary. I think. In Thank this you. So yeah, I wouldn't, that's why I wanted to start, start off with you because I think it's very important. And just a couple questions. What's your, I know you're, you're a very strict vegan, but what's your favorite cheat food? Oh, okay. So it's, um, I, I've been making this almost like every other night and it's like, it's a cheat food, but it's also not really. Um, but I love it. It's a three ingredient cookie recipe. It's literally just, um, one and one and a fourth cups of like organic oats or whatever kind of oats you want to use two like ripe bananas that are mashed and then just chocolate chips. And I mix it all together. And then I just put it on parchment paper in the oven for like 14 minutes at 350. They come out and they're so good. <laughs> so delicious and a lot less calories. Oh my gosh. And they're, it's like the only sugar is in like a little bit of like in the dark chocolate chip. But sure, but you're using dark chocolate. That's excellent for you. Exactly. So I feel like it's healthy and I feel good about eating, you know, two of them. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and you look fantastic. Obviously, all of you guys do. Does, little, does little Jacob ever crave... A, what what a normal kid that that's raised on a normal American diet like chips or, um you know what he does but he's such a healthy eater like honestly yeah. we've offered him before like maybe like on his birthday he'll be like you can have the whole thing and he'll be like oh I just really want a couple bites it's because we always we've always allowed him to have some sugar and we tried to have it we we mostly try to have it be fruit sweetened sure. but we're not we're not crazy like oh you can't have any or anything like that just because it's that'll make him go the other way I think exactly no it was oh. interesting because I was raised really healthy as well okay. and when everybody else was I mean we were never allowed sugared cereal but I think it is so excellent to start your child off that way because you see a lot of abuse like as, as far as food goes I feel like sometimes you may as well give that child a bottle of vodka that I, is I agree starting that off too too early so yeah we always we let him have dessert every day so we have a couple different things like we'll do um we have these good pops which are like they're kind of like otter pops but they're organic and like they're better way better for you sure. um which are like popsicles he loves that and then we'll we'll make those cookies that I just told you about um or he'll do like a small piece of dark chocolate or whatever you know like he's he's so good about policing it for himself I remember one time he went to um Adam's mom and she's like you can have whatever you want for dessert he's like no grandma I already had dessert today 
And he didn't have to say that, you know? So it's just like when she tells me stuff like that, I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. <laughs> he, he sees his parents not just preaching it, but actually living it. And that's excellent. Yeah. And then one final question, who would be your dream client to train? Like, do you ever oh. see people and you're like, oh, I see their dosha right, right there. I just want to help them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. A, a lot of times. I mean, gosh, I'd love to do anybody just because I get so passionate about it. Um, sure. But I think dream client, let's see. Gosh, I don't know. I, I I've never really thought that way because I just kind of I don't think you know like I just I love the clients that I have and anybody that comes in I feel like it's it's meant to be at that timing. So sure, sure. I don't know. But I guess even if we're on a job together and I have an issue, your advice is always so like obvious. But why did I think of it that way? Because I tend to fly off the handle. So you help people all the time. And it is a pleasure to work with you. And just a little side note, besides being a wonderful Ayurvedic yoga therapist and wellness coach, Sharice Bangs is a wonderful entertainer. I mean, I have danced back up when she has been Britney Spears. And so she's just so interesting and well-rounded. So she understands, you know, we live in, we live in um, Los Angeles. We live in Los Angeles. The entertainment mecca. There's a lot of stress, a lot of, you know, eating disorders and, and constant overthinking what you look like, or maybe you're not good enough. And you always come in and offer such greatness to people. And, and I think everyone could use not a little, but a lot of Sharice bangs in their lives. So. Oh, thank you, Anne. That's so sweet. And I do have to say, like, every time I work with you, I'm always like, gosh, Anne is so on it. Like, you're so professional. You're so classy. You're so amazing. You're gorgeous, of course. Vice versa. Well, thank you. <laughs> and well, you're so sweet. And I love that about you. So I feel like you're, it's like, we're like a mirror for each other. So there. Well, it's wonderful. Thank you so much. And I will put all the links to your, to, for people to find you. And again, it was Sharice Bangs, an Ayurvedic yoga therapist, wonderful person, wonderful friends. I highly, highly recommend her. And please, you can go to her Instagram, her website. I will link it all below. Sharice, thank you very, very much. Big hugs and kisses to Jacob and Adam. Um, again, a wonderful family who lives and breathes wellness, spirituality, and kindness for everyone. This is your host, Ann McDaniels, and thank you so much for tuning in to the very first episode of SoCal Sweat, featuring Sri Spang's Ayurvedic Yoga Therapist. Be sure to tune in next week because if you love electronic dance music and fitness, you will love my interview. Thanks again. This is Ann McDaniels of SoCal Sweat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.